presented by Amazon. Hey there, Playbookers. I'm Raghuman Avalon. A couple things we're watching on Tuesday, January 24th. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy issued the new GOP roster for the House Rules Committee on Monday, and he made good on his pledges to give his conference's hard right a foothold on the powerful panel, naming Representatives Thomas Massey, Ralph Norman, and Chip Roy to the powerful gatekeeping panel. Norman and Roy were among the group, initially opposing McCarthy's speaker bid, and Massey is, how do you put it, a real pain in leadership's ass. Politicos, Jordan Carney and Kelly Tully McManus have a story up in today's playbook on why this all matters. McCarthy's decision will give the House GOP's right flank the ability to put their stamp on everything, from what bills advance to the full chamber, to the structure of floor debates and amendments. And they're much less likely to go along with leadership. Importantly, if Roy, Norman, or Massey hang together, they can effectively block legislation including bills that McCarthy supports from getting to the floor, as minority party members usually vote no on the 9-4 split panel. And the White House doesn't seem to be in a rush to grant congressional Republicans access to information regarding the classified documents that were found in Biden's personal residences. White House counsel's Stuart Dellery told House Republicans that his office is reviewing GOP requests. Andrew Restuccia from the Wall Street Journal reports, while making clear that it would protect the integrity and independence of law enforcement investigations. Politico's Marianne Levine and Burgess Everett report that Senate Democrats are wincing at Biden's handling and classified documents, even as they seek to draw a distinction between the incumbent president and former President Donald Trump. Said Senator Joe Manchin, it couldn't get any worse. And you might want to know the name Bob Bauer. He's the man behind Biden's classified documents strategy. As Jeremy Diamond, Phil Mattingly, Kevin Liptak, and Evan Perez write for CNN, Bauer has developed a knack for telling powerful people things they need but don't necessarily want to hear, multiple former colleagues said. Part of it lies in his matter-of-fact delivery. They said the rest comes down to what several described as an unflappable demeanor, even amid spiraling crises. Politicos, Ali Mutnick and Sarah Ferris have an exclusive report in today's playbook on the rift that is splitting the influential Blue Dot Coalition nearly in half. That's following an internal dispute over whether to rebrand the moderate Democratic group. Seven of the 15 members, including Representatives Abigail Spanberger and Mikey Sherrill, are on their way out, which will leave the group with only men as its members and the smallest roster in decades. Senior Congressional Reporter Sarah Ferris is here to talk about it. Sarah, how's it going? How are you doing? Yeah, it's going well. Thanks for having me. So what have you been hearing when it comes to the Blue Dog Coalition? Uh, so basically what happened was over the last couple of weeks, there were discussions of hey, you know, maybe we should be looking to increase our ranks in the in the Democratic caucus. Maybe mm. we should try to be recruiting more members. And as those recruiting conversations were happening, uh, it became clear to some of the members of, you know, there's kind of an image problem here. There's there's members who optically 
don't want to join our group. What should we do about that? And not everyone agreed, but there was a conversation. There was actually a vote on whether to change the name. The vote fails. And many of those who had sought the changes decided not to join the group mm. this year. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been an interesting couple of weeks for this group. It's it's a pretty influential group over the years. And I think it still will be for the next two years in this tight majority. Uh, it's been interesting to watch. It's worth noting, too, that the Blue Dog Coalition is kind of considered the uh, moderatist of the moderate Democrats, right? They're, they position themselves as kind of a centrist group that when it comes to bipartisan legislation or negotiations, they're kind of right there in the middle. Th- that's right. A lot of them, when you talk to them, they do not love the word moderate. They don't mm. love the word centrist. Um, but, you know, that's kind of the parlance that we use to, to describe these Democrats who are willing to compromise with the other side. They're willing to stand up and say, our federal deficit is too high. They're willing to stand up and say, we need to prioritize national security. Those are the two principles that the Blue Dogs have always uh, revolved around is, is fiscal responsibility, national security. That we don't expect to be changing. We think that, that that's part of the, the group's decision that they'll be continuing on that front. Um, but yes, they are, you know, they are more moderate compared to their Democratic colleagues. And and that's typically, um, you know, how, how we describe them here, even if they will uh, not love that label uh, back home. Uh, so where do you see this going? Uh, you know, we know that the House has a thin Republican majority. This would be the kind of group traditionally willing to play ball on negotiations. Uh, tell me if I'm wrong, but to me, the signals that, you know, maybe maybe that moderate centrist influence is waning. Yeah, though, there's definitely going to be a lot of talk about, oh, the, the bark of the Blue Dogs is, is quieting, to, to borrow a pun that we did not include in the story. But um, there's, there's yes, the, the numbers are going to be smaller. There will, right now, there's uh, seven Democrats who will be in this group. In the last Congress, there were 19. The Congress before that, 26. Mm-hmm. So this is a, a much smaller number. But when you look at the 118th Congress, there is such a small margin that any group that is willing to vote with Republicans mm-hmm. uh, that has more than four members is going to be important. The Blue Dog Coalition is a group that's willing to work across the aisle. They're willing to uh, go against their own leadership at times. And that means that they will have a voice that will still matter in this Congress. And so whether it's eight members, whether it's four members, whether it's 30 members, as some in this coalition wanted to see, um, they're, they're going to be influential if they decide to be and if they decide to stick together. Sarah Ferris, she's Politico's senior congressional reporter. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House. At 3 p.m. Eastern, President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris will host Democratic congressional leaders at the White House. At 5.20, Biden will host a reception for new members of Congress at the White House with Harris and second gentleman Doug Emhoff. The House will meet at noon to consider the Chance to Compete Act and the Settlement Agreement Information Database Act, with first votes predicted at 6.30 and last votes predicted at 7 p.m. The Senate will meet at 10 a.m. with a recess from 12.30 to 2.15 for weekly conference meetings. The Judiciary Committee will hold a hearing on Live Nation and ticketing for live entertainment at 10 a.m. Taylor Swift's out here single-handedly forcing companies to appear before Congress. You love to see it. All right. For more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Raghu Manavalan. Have a good Tuesday. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning. All employees should have the opportunity and tools to grow their careers, regardless of where they start. 
That's why Amazon offers 10 different programs designed to help employees advance their careers and move into higher-paying roles within Amazon. Learn more at aboutamazon.com. 